0: Welcome to the Data for Betterment podcast, Reimagine Hybrid Work, with your host, Maribel Lopez. Maribel is the founder of the Data for Betterment Foundation and Lopez Research. The Data for Betterment Foundation is a nonprofit organization that helps individuals understand and prepare for how their career will change as companies embrace new technologies. Lopez Research, a market research and strategy consulting firm, helps companies understand how technologies such as connected devices, collaboration, cloud computing, and AI change the customer and employee experience. The firm's clients range from startups to global corporations, including 10 of the Fortune 30. She's also the author of the highly regarded business book on how those technologies are transforming the company, employee, and customer experience, right time experiences, published by Wiley. She's also a frequent public speaker at corporate events and contributor at Forbes.com. Maribel is currently researching and writing her next book on how to build successful strategies for workplace transformation. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled to be joined here today with Rachel Ellerman. She is the Digital Solutions Product Manager at Johnson Controls. And I've been talking to people a lot about return to office and what's happening with buildings, what's happening with hybrid work, how people are thinking about this. I think a lot's changed, actually. So I'm going to ask Rachel to introduce herself and her role at Johnson Controls.
2: Sounds good. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. My name is Rachel Ellerman. I am a product manager with the digital uh, group at Johnson Controls. Um, I'm currently a product manager for our companion uh, mobile occupant app. Um, So all that means is that it's a great mobile app as a way to create amazing seamless experiences for everybody in our buildings. So everything from phone is badge to get you in the door, um, to calendar integrations, to hot desking, to navigation, all those things that take up minutes of your day, hopefully we can make them seamless
1: so you can use those minutes for something else. Okay, so I'm guessing that when we started this, you as Johnson Controls had some idea what you wanted to do, but has anything changed since the pandemic? Definitely. Um, not only
2: have we all been working remote, my office is now in my kitchen, which is not to be not, not to be underestimated as a challenge um, for all of us who are aggressively trying to make you know, the world's newest products to now have that big disruption at home. But other than that, um, with the companion mobile app specifically, we've kind of shifted away from some of those experiential or commercial focus roadmap items to more of those, how do we help our customers figure out things that they thought they had figured out before? So if people were assigned a desk but now all of a sudden they don't have one. Um, How do we help our customers negotiate the idea of flexible spaces? How do we help them communicate with people as all these policies are changing and people are scared? Um, How do we fill those gaps that suddenly emerged when when COVID-19 came onto the scene? So we switched probably from more commercial-facing items or experiential to more, okay, let's help you get in. Let's help you get through that reentry process with an eye on where we're going. Um, so we definitely don't want to lose the fact that once we get back in, we're going to want to really focus on being efficient. But how do we get them into the door? How do we overcome these initial challenges? Because that's really what people are, are concerned about and thinking about. Um, and obviously, real estate use. And you know, what do we do with our spaces? And do we have too much? Do we have too little? Um, looking at answering just these really pressing, unmet needs that sort of came out of left field and knocked us all uh, to work from home.
1: Okay. So it sounds like there has been a, a pivot to the concept of how do we do re-entry into the office. And I know I've had many organizations struggling with that challenge. And I think hot disking in particular is one of those interesting things because people are accustomed to having a desk and now they're going to go in and, and it's everything from like, well, do I have to touch things that may or may not have been sanitized to how do I do wayfinding in a new building to just change. You know. How do I navigate change? And I think that has been the thing that's been the most profound for so many people in so many organizations. We've seen just tremendous change. And, and with that, sometimes I think we get a little caught up in the now that we're not focusing at all on the future. So how are you thinking about the future? What you know, Mobile is such a cool thing in terms of what you could do with it. What are you thinking about as the what's next after people get over the, how do I get into the office? No, that's a great question.
2: And with with Johnson Controls, we have such a wide breadth of products that we can help Even before they get back in the office so we can help make sure that the air, that the ventilation systems, that the spaces that you're going back into are healthy. And that's one of our current um, aggressive projects is to make sure that we can really help our customers understand healthy buildings and and feel reassured that even just the built environment is safe. And once we're there, then we start looking at that that reentry process. Um, which is definitely getting into the door, making sure things are touchless, just like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. making sure that we can help them overcome these these sort of flexibility challenges that we're seeing. But beyond that, I think it's not just reentry, it's reimagining where we're going to be moving forward. So if we assume that we're going to return to the office and return to quote unquote normal, um, we are missing out on all these fabulous learnings that we could gain from this time period and this period has been very, very challenging for quite a few people. We have lost members of the Johnson Controls family. A lot of us have lost members of our own families. So there's that whole side of it that we have to acknowledge. We also have to acknowledge that a lot of people never left the office <laughs> or where they work, right? Essential workers have been working hard for us this entire time. So how do we think about what their future looks like, too? Um, But once we start seeing all these great things we're learning, you know, in addition to the social unrest that we've seen in the United States as well and other places, how do we take the best of all of that and get back into the buildings with that in our pocket and leverage that to create the workplace of the future, which really is wherever you are working, Um, So us in the office, it's not just the office. It's my kitchen where I'm talking to you right now. It's the coffee shop where I might want to go on Tuesdays. And it's also rethinking who your coworkers are. So a lot of us are going to be in shared workplaces with people who don't even work with the same company. And how do we create that engagement and culture and flexibility? but still really help our customers drive their commercial mission. And that's where we're hoping to apply some of these really, really great technical um, digital tools is to not sort of make a digital future, it's to make a future that acknowledges all these learnings that we've gained over this crazy year that none of us could have ever anticipated. How do we take the best of all of that and acknowledge it, learn from it and build that future?
1: One of the things that I've been so excited about, if there's anything that one can be excited about during this time, is that we have seen tremendous innovation. Things that people were talking about for years are actually happening. And I know, um, we've been talking about remote work for a long time, and I'm excited to see that we've finally gotten over the boundaries of that. But to your point, it's not binary, right? It's not an A or a B, right? Some people are going to be in the office. Some people are going to be at home. Some people are going to be nomadic and roaming back and forth between those uh, two. And how how we think about that. I love the fact that you brought in that we're still going to have co-working space because I think everybody thought that the we works of the world were going to die. But the reality is, if we want to get serious about hiring talent, wherever talent wants to live, they're going to have to be in these different environments. And we're going to have to make that easy and simple for them. And we're still going to have to try to create what looks like a unified culture in that style of environment. And to circle back to the concept of the essential workers, I mean, they've had a really hard time. And I think that what you were just picking up on the concept of a well building is something that really frankly was not in the corporate or any a business lexicon until now. And so that's another very interesting, longstanding shift that we're going to be thinking about well buildings for work, well buildings for school. I think that this is a really powerful concept. And I think that what a well building looks like will probably change over the course of time. So, just like we at one point started saying, what are all the benefits that one gets? When they go to the office, you know, do you get dry cleaning delivered to you, or is there a um, playground for your kids to come to? You, uh, you know, now it's looking at, hey, um, do you have good air quality? You know, that's that's a thing, and we have to make sure that that actually is happening. So I'm happy to hear that companies like yours are working on that because I think that is something that we all might have overlooked and that we have to get back to. In this time, is there something that you've learned um, or something you think organizations aren't thinking about?
2: I think one of the biggest keys is as we think about making these spaces healthy, we also have to not only think more intimately, but also think more broadly. So our healthy buildings concept not only looks at buildings, um, places, it also looks at the people, and then it also looks at the planet. So not only how are we handling our built environment, How are we handling the wellness of the people inside that? And it goes well beyond IAQ or indoor air quality or, you know, other factors that we can control with maybe some of our more traditional products. It also extends to um, how are we handling wellness as far as engagement? How are we understanding um, our ESG, um, our environmental social governance? And how are we communicating that not only to our people, but also to our customers? And you hit on a great point. Now the pool of labor has been expanded to be basically global. So as we embrace hybrid work and we acknowledge that, okay, we've done this vast experiment in remote work and there's a, there's some things we could change. For example, my virtual learners upstairs who are doing school from home, that could go back to normal. But as we sort of adjust from that, you know, we have to acknowledge that we could be hiring from someone or from a pool of data that is global. How do we attract this new global workforce that is increasingly woke related to social issues, related to technology. Um, We have to make sure that we understand their needs. And that's where I talk about the intimacy. So understanding that they want personalization. They want their space at work to feel just as great as their space at home, which means I want to be able to control the temperature as much as I can. I want tons of flexibility. I want spaces that feel great and inspire me. Um, So that's the part, like the intimate part of it, that goes below a space. And then when we think above, that really brings in that ESG concept too. So I could make my building the healthiest possible building in my city. However, the energy required to do that um, is not ideal. Not only is it expensive, it's not great for the environment. And a lot of this global workforce does not want that. They want to work for a company they are proud of and excited about. So how do we balance those ESG needs of environmental, of energy savings, of sustainability with what occupants are looking for from an experience perspective and from a brand expectation perspective? Those are all really, really fascinating areas that are just expanding and uh, getting really, really to the heart of what Johnson Control's capabilities are.
1: You know what I think is interesting about this as well is you bring in this whole expansive nature of now that we're rethinking work, we're really rethinking work, right? We're rethinking everything about it. So it's not just like, Oh, should the walls be a pretty color? But it's all, it's all about, are we creating spaces that inspire? Are we connecting with our employees on a level that they understand our culture, they want to be part of our culture? Um, How do we take it to the next level? How do we take it to a global level is a real big thing that I think a lot of organizations are talking about. You know, this concept of gig work, I think, gets redone to think about how do we augment our staff with people that might not work for us full time, but we still want to have them have... Our culture and our experience, at least for a little bit of time, environmental issues and sustainability, I think, are very important now. And I think we started that with, like, how do we create a sustainable building on an energy standpoint? But I think it's much more than that. You know, we're talking about, well, what are the pieces of hardware in that building? You know, are we, devu- are we buying um, devices that, uh, say, support ocean plastics initiatives Are we being thoughtful about the types of technology we put in and not needing to rip it out every year and add in new stuff? How do we think about working with a company and partnering with them for a longer term sustainable goal? Um, How do we think about, you know, recycling and upcycling as we move forward? All of these are things that weren't necessarily in the mainstream agenda that we had before. And I actually think that a lot of what you brought up speaks to an overarching change in executive management, right? So this isn't just a facilities discussion, right? This is, this is an HR discussion. It's a senior management discussion at all levels of the stack from, you know, how do you build, maintain, finance, and improve the overarching work experience? What excites you right now?
2: I think focus on the individual is really quite exciting. And I, I'd love to think personally that something positive can come out of this whole experience. And I'm excited to see companies actually embracing that. So, you know, there's been a lot of discussion over the past year about whether this is going to be a blip. Or whether this is going to persist and and everything that I'm seeing in the market and from our customers and even within our own real estate portfolio. I mean, JCI has a lot of people, even just in Milwaukee, we have over 1600 people. So we're dealing with the very same questions that our customers are dealing with. We have manufacturing facilities. We have distribution facilities. We have traditional office space branches. We have folks who aren't considered wired. So how do we come up with solutions that help everyone benefit from everything that we're learning and help them feel like they're empowered? And this sort of individualistic or intimate approach is is really, really fascinating. And it definitely pulls us to listen to consumer trends. As a mobile app product manager, I'm intimately aware of the fact that, you know, my app can be uninstalled relatively easily um, because everyone has an expectation that their app experience is going to be like an Instagram or something very, very easy. So it raises the burden of us to be able to respond to that personalization. But at the same time, it also challenges us to offer scale. So to your point, you know, if I have a company and a customer who has locations all over the world, how do I ensure that that flexibility is scalable? And then it doesn't become just a one-off that we can be their customer and their mobile app for 20 years until the spaces start reading my mind. I want to be able to support that customer on a mobile platform. So that sort of dichotomy of being really intimate, but also having that scale is is really, really interesting. And and to your point about um, how things have shifted as far as who's talking about this. We have also seen that 100%. So in meetings where traditionally, JCI might talk to a facility manager, now we're talking to owners. Now we're talking to HR reps. We're talking to environmental and safety reps from a customer team. We're also starting to see smart workplace teams whose only goal is making sure that the experience and the time that people are in the office, whether that's one day or five days, is the most efficient and most rewarding that it can be, whether you're coming in for quiet time to get away from your homeschoolers or whether you're coming in for collaboration, which I think is what a lot of us are missing. How do we make sure that that time in the office feels personal? It's very efficient. It's effective. And that if I visit an office in Germany, I'm getting the same benefit.
1: Brilliant. I am actually so curious to see what you guys are going to create moving forward. We're in such a great space right now. It's such a time of innovation and optimism of you know, getting back to the office, creating new cultures, creating wellness, a focus on the total human. It's really just an amazing time. Any closing thoughts for the audience, Rachel?
2: No, I agree with you as well. And, and as long as we, you know, acknowledge what we've learned through this and, and lost through this, I think if we can leverage those learnings moving forward, um, we're really honoring the experience that we've all had um, for the past year. And, and Johnson Controls is uniquely positioned to take that that, that approach of let's be bold. Let's look at all the things we can do, not only to the physical space, but let's really start understanding the people that we created these spaces for in the first place and make sure that their experiences are what we'd hoped they were. Now we have the ability to really impact them and confirm and understand and work with these occupants in these buildings. And let's be bold and let's build the future.
1: Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for your time today, Rachel. You're welcome.